everybody, and welcome back to Middle Ground. It's kind of a strange week this week. Caroline has been celebrating her 21st birthday afar, and so this week I have a guest co-host, and that is Matt. Hello, my hello. husband. <laughs> We're going to see if we make it out of this alive, you know? Um, uh, we have had a lot of you guys ask for a podcast all around marriage and relationships and specifically Matt and I's relationship um, with me being self-employed and doing all the things. And so, you know, here we go. Um, we're going to go ahead and start like we usually do with our grounding moment. Um, Matt, who has never listened to the podcast, probably doesn't know what a grounding <laughs> moment is. <laughs> so I'm going to explain to him, you're going to share a moment from your week that was somehow grounding pretty much. So a positive or uplifting moment that made you feel good that you were able to appreciate. You ready or do you want me to go first? Uh, I would love for you to go first. Okay. <laughs> so for me, my grounding moment this week was making the announcement that I'm going to be retiring from weddings after 2021. That was a really big deal for me and I had been very stressed about it. And I kind of on a whim made the decision I was going to post it online and people were really, really nice and supportive. And so that was good. What about you? My grounding moment uh, from this week uh, probably was yesterday. I got a lot done uh, in terms of cleaning up the house. I got the yard cleaned up. Um, felt like I made a lot of forward progress on some of the things we need to do in our house and for some of our upcoming events and, and whatnot. And You cleaned the Yeti. Yeah, I, I cleaned the Yeti. I cleaned uh, the yard. I cleaned. Uh, I'm working on laundry. It, it's been a. It was a big day yesterday in terms of making progress for a. Uh, a cleaner, yeah. simpler home. Yeah, my parents got us this really nice cooler for our wedding, <laughs> and we are not kind to it. Yeah, we're we're real good about leaving stuff in there for extended periods of time. Nothing that like goes bad though, just drinks which apparently go bad. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know if some. Some part of the label had dissolved off and turned into a... Sl I don't know. Let's not get into it, but it was a whole cleaning process. It was <clears> bad <throat> news. It was bad, bad But news. at the end of the day, I felt really great. Got a lot uh, accomplished. Got my closet cleared out. <laughs> That's huge, because we've lived here a year now, and Matt's <laughs> closet has just been boxes on the floor for almost a year. I, it Once or twice, it's gotten better, yeah. but then it immediately... Re reverts. So I've, I've put a couple implements in place, uh, a rolling hamper to try and keep it moderated, wow. try to get some of the bedroom cleaned up. And then that hamper can absorb some of the bedroom clothing. Um, <laughs> we're working on systems. Big moves. Big yeah. Moves. Again, it's a very simple, not special deal, but I'm, I'm hopeful that we've implemented change that we can push forward with. I like it. I like it. Okay. So the question that we got the absolute most and I want to lead with is how did Matt and I meet? And I kind of want to go into our whole story to start with. So those who don't know us have a little bit of context. Um, so Matt and I met at a high school soccer game, but neither of us really remember meeting at that high school soccer game. Or do you remember? I remember you being there. Yeah. I, rem um, I remember being there. But it, we we weren't that wasn't like our meeting point in terms of a relationship either. So no, a friend that I was at the soccer game with liked you. Yeah, and I don't even think we were dating at the time. No, that was the first time you guys met. Yeah. 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 Um, and he dated that friend that liked him, 
before me when we were 15. Yeah, a good solid six months, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so we met in high school. We went to different high schools. He dated a friend of mine from high school for a few months, and then they broke up. And a few months after that, him and I started talking and dating. And it's really, really vague for me because that was 11 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And it was really a, the transition from being friends because you were there as a friend. I think you were just hawking around waiting yeah. for that relationship to blow up. But um, we talked a whole bunch before anything romantic ever became involved. So, like, we would text and... Uh, we would message on Facebook. We would Facebook even Messenger. Yeah. yeah, that was a big... Big communication method, but um, we would do that for hours. But we met twelve over 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's all very, very fuzzy to me. So anyway, when we started dating, I was a junior in high school. Matt was a senior. We dated. I'm going to go off my years in school. So I was a junior and we dated until my sophomore year of okay. college. And then we broke up for about six months, but didn't really break up. We were kind of still seeing each other. There was like a couple months of breakup and then we were just back in each other's orbits. Yeah. I guess is how I'd describe it. Yeah. And then we got back together and we dated until Matt graduated college, which was summer before my... 2014. Well, I guess it was until you graduated, moved, and during my senior year we broke up. Yeah. Yeah. It was. About, it probably would have been four or five months into your senior year because yeah. it was right around... New Year's. New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. So, New Year's uh, 2015. Yeah. So we broke up right around New Year's and then we didn't speak for an entire year, which is wild. Yeah. But we were broken up, like real broken up. Not yeah. not like broken up, but we still checked in on each other, like broken up, like never going to talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> broken up, like bye. And yeah. Matt and I didn't run in the same friend group. Like we were friends with each other, friendly with each other's friends, but we very much had our separate entities of who we hung out with, wouldn't you for say? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So when we broke up, it wasn't that big of a deal because I didn't hear about him. Well, and it was my first year out of college, so I had moved five hours northeast to St. Louis. So I was up in St. Louis. Even the friends that I did still have that are either in school or working around Fayetteville, um, it was a five-hour trip to come see them and... uh other than that, you know, everybody had dispersed, so. So that's there. how we met. And then this was another question that got asked a lot that we're kind of moving into is what brought us back together? Because a lot of people who listened knew that we broke up. And so they want to know the wild circumstance that brought us back together. Yeah, I'd say any anything we do together live or questionnaire format, people will ask us, A, how we broke, you know, how many times you break up. And then B, how'd you get back together? Yeah. So Matt and I, on December 1st, 2015, I got a text message from my mom saying, hey, Matt just called me um, and his dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's, which was kind of out of the blue. Like, I don't think he'd really talk to my parents. I don't know. No, not not a whole lot. So, I mean, you're as as listeners of this podcast probably are aware of your family has dealt with chronic illness and mm-hmm. uh uh serious progressive illnesses like that um quite a bit which i mean i'd been around for my mom has ms if you don't know okay yeah, yeah i guess i think i've talked about it i didn't but... know how much you talked about on on the podcast yeah. but a lot of people who are aware of you um know kind of that background but so she's dealt with ms for a long time um 
And so I, I talked to them when I was up in Springfield. My dad had a, a fall. He actually fell through, uh, or no, no, that was a different time. He fell. Anyway, he just wasn't making a lot of sense one day when uh, my mom came home and uh, they weren't really sure at all what was happening and he wasn't sure what was happening either. So they took him into the hospital. Um, I think he'd fallen and bumped his head, but they were never able to confirm anything about that. But anyway, that happened. The doctor came back and said, hey, uh, you know, we're going to have to run tests. There's going to be a long diagnostic process for this, but we suspect that you have Parkinson's disease. So Mm -hmm. at that point, um, I didn't really know who to talk to, but your parents had had always been kind of a a second pair of parents for me Um, growing up when I wasn't really close to my own family. They did a really good job of being like, hey, I know you're not really on the same page as them, but they love you. Them being your parents. They're they're your parents, and yeah. they would do absolutely anything for you because they they knew, I guess at that point better than I did, that my parents were awesome people and really just wanted to love their kids. But Matt didn't get along with his parents growing up by no fault of his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense. I just uh, I don't think I really gave him a fair shot. So, um yeah, if you're in that stage, you know, yeah. that 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old stage where you think your parents don't understand you, um, you may just not be giving them a chance and you may just be trying to keep it away from them, which is what I was doing. Um, you know, I didn't have the all the same viewpoints as them, but it, it took me until 23, 24 to figure out that, like... They still they, loved you. <laughs> they're still my parents and they still wanted me around and... They still loved me, even if we weren't on the same page on every single aspect of our lives. And that's going to happen. But long story, you know, that we've gotten into. But long story short, (laughs) I talked to her parents. Yeah, Um, because she wanted if she talked to Matt, she wanted me to know because she was like, what if she finds out through the grapevine? I talked to him and she's mad at me, which I wouldn't have been. But I'm really glad she did because I shot Matt a text and we hadn't talked in or sent a text anything for a year. And I sent him a text and said it was on December 1st. And that's important because our first date ever was on December 1st, 2019. And I sent him a text on December 1st, 2015 and said, hey, I talked to my mom. I heard about what's going on. If you need anything, reach out to me. Like, I'm here to help. Like, I'm in your corner always. So just let me know. Um, and Matt sent me a really nice dismissive text back, like, <laughs> okay, cool. Don't care about you. <laughs> not that, but you Whoa. know. Yeah, like, no, that's a, that's a false statement. No, not like that. No, I just sent like a, Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And you were like, if I'm in, the, if I'm back in the area, like <laughs> let's grab coffee sometime. Like, <laughs> I think that's what you said. Oh, and did I was I like, say oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. I said that. With very little intent to follow up. Well, and me either. I was like, he won't follow up on this, but it's nice to say. <laughs> was my thought process. <laughs> and then um, a month later, Matt was in town for New Year's. Was it New Year's? Yeah, it must yeah, have been New Year's. Because, yep. So I lived with one of my friends that happened to date a guy that was in Matt's circle. Yeah. They... Um, we're together on New Year's. This roommate of mine was out with him on New Year's and I was out with my other friends. I didn't know Matt was in town. And the next day on New Year's Day, she was like, yeah, telling me stories, blah, blah. And then Matt did this. And I said, wait a second, Matt's in town. And he said he was going to text me, even though I knew you weren't. Um, so I texted and I was like, hey, what's up? And uh, we ended up meeting out for a drink on New Year's Day, which there are no bars open <laughs> on New Year's Day. 
Fun fact. Yeah, New Year's Day evening is not like a poppin' night. Yeah, and Matt walked into the bar, and Matt had like changed into a totally different human being. He had grown his hair out. He'd been going to the gym like six days a week. Had I grown my hair? Mm-hmm. I thought... It wasn't super long like it is now, but you used to cut it super short, and it had like some curl. Like you had like your Superman curl for the first Did time. Did I? Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think I'd grown it back out till we were back together. It wasn't long, long. Like it wasn't ponytail, Matt. It was just like I was I was running like our up wedding. against a haircut. Like our wedding hair. Really? It was yeah. that long? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, th- I didn't think that I grew it out until after we were back together and you're like, you should grow it out. That's when you grew it out, grew it out. Okay. Yeah. I could have sworn that like I hadn't grown my hair at all. I'll pull up a picture later. I'll pull up a picture for you. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we're, we're caught up on the details here. Welcome back to Hair Talk with Matt and Joe. Uh, we're just going to talk about Matt's hair through the ages, what what cuts he's been using, what different barbers he's attended, yeah. uh, salons. Hair products. Yeah. How, how the curly girl method's going. Yeah, exactly. What's going on now? What's gone on in the past? Mistakes? Improvements? <laughs> anyway, Matt looked like a totally different person whenever he walked in, and I was shocked. I was like, who are you? I looked no different. I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'd spent the year, uh, we were broken up, uh, spending six days in the gym. I, I think I was probably like a soft 230 when we broke up, and I was uh, a, a firmer 205, 210. When we uh, got back together, I, I spent, I, I legitimately, I lived seven blocks away from a gym in, that I, I went to in downtown St. Louis, and uh, I would run there six days a week and work out, and then the seventh day a week, I would probably just run. So yeah. uh, I went on a real fitness journey there for 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I was lonely. That's how, oh, that's so sad. Um, yeah, that's how we ended up getting back together, though. We got a drink, and then we hung out the rest of the weekend, and now we're married. Yeah, ta-da. So that's that. That was a really extensive answer to that question. I hope that we can get the other answers together. No, um, this is going to be a two-hour and 45-minute podcast. It's going <laughs> to blow your freaking socks off. We could definitely do it. If you guys enjoyed <laughs> this episode, let us know, because we could for sure go again on another one. Um, but I also, we could do some of these in a YouTube video, too, on our channel. True. Options. We could just put a video camera in the closet here. and. You're right. You're right. Somebody down. asked, does Matt listen to or help with your podcast production at all? Wah, wah. He does not, not help, not really. nor does he listen to it. <laughs> He's never listened to it, guys. Other than when I'm... One day he was like, no, I listened. Remember, I was sitting next to you while you were editing part of it the other day. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. To so. get you plays, I listened to it on Fast Forward. <laughs> That is tried so, to, I tried to juke the stats. That's so rude. I cannot I, I, believe you do that. <laughs> um, I can't believe you just admitted that instead of just listening to one, you listened to <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I um, might have to listen to this one. Matt, <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. Okay. I'm a Matt, real wild card, guys. Somebody said, Matt honestly seems like a cat person. Is that a weird thing to wonder about? <laughs> I think you're a cat person. Love cats, love dogs. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I love a good rambunctious cat. I like a cat. So there's cats that chill and don't really do anything. Uh, and then there's cats that are agitators. And I love a good agitator cat. A cat that'll like sneak up and attack you. <laughs> that's a cat that's my friend. <laughs> oh, that's... Black cats for the win. That's really funny. 
Um, okay, somebody asked, what would we do if your partner isn't willing to compromise on something? You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? <laughs> no, there's been a handful of times that you're not willing to compromise, but... Oh, I was joking. What? I feel like I'm not that compromising. I either give it up or I don't compromise at all. Right, but you give it up 95% of the time. Sure. And you're really firm 5%. And when you're firm, I let you have, like... Yeah. So for us, like our relationship personally, I think that we both realize that when it comes to compromise and making decisions on life together, that we're a team and yeah. we're operating as a team. And so if there's something that I really, really want, you know, you get that I really, really want that and usually are down for it. We haven't had a lot of conflict as like we want things that are opposite, I feel like. Yeah, we don't we don't usually have polar wants. Um, We're also very go with the flow people. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think of of examples, but yeah. I was thinking of when we built the house. Like, yeah, because that's always something people are like, "Hey, this is going to be a real test for you guys building a house together." And I, I had a lot of fun building our house together. I thought it was the easiest. Like it was really a simple process because we were on the. We're on the same page. So one thing about our relationship is that we are usually on the same page when it comes to big things in our life. Mm-hmm. I agree. Kids, house, what we want to do, direction we want to take in life. Um, we have very different ideas on how we want to get there sometimes. Yes, I agree with that. But we are pretty good about being on the same page about the major directions of life. Yeah, I agree. Caroline and I kind of talked about this on our last episode because people were saying that they perceived Caroline and I as being extremely different and they don't understand how we'd be friends. But I was explaining how we have a similar um, morals isn't the word I'm looking for. Um, But yes, morals, but um, like similar goals and aspirations, just the way that we get to them is different. And I think that's what makes our relationship function so well is we're not um, arguing over, like I was telling her, like, I love plants and I love, um, investing in having like a really safe space at home. She likes to travel and do this. And it's not that she doesn't like plants and doesn't like, you know, am I making any sense? I'm not making any sense. I'm rambling. Okay. Well, on that note, let's move to the next question. Did we answer it? What? What was the question? Uh, I don't remember what the question was. We don't remember it, but I think we answered it. We're moving on. Yeah, that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, how does Matt feel with mm, mm. what? I remember what it was. What to do if your partner doesn't compromise. Oh, yeah. I don't think we helped at all with it. No. I think we just talked about how we're great. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. No. Um, what to do if your partner doesn't want to compromise on something? Yeah, I think you just really have to focus on what the goal is instead of the little things. That's what I was trying to get at. And find out why they don't want to compromise. If there's a, if there's something they're really passionate about the other way, maybe you have to change about how you're thinking about it or find a different direction to approach your goal from. Because that is something where if I'm super passionate about something, you're like, okay, that's, you know, if I was like, hey, I absolutely can't stand podcasting. You'd be like, Okay, you're never going to be on the podcast, and I don't expect you to help with it. We'd find a different direction. Right. But we try to we try to always be supportive. But if there's a reason your your partner won't 
compromise with you, try and figure out what that is and see if there's another angle. I agree. Okay. Um, somebody asked, how does Matt feel about his wife becoming an influencer? <laughs> I don't think of myself as that. So uh, should I take this first? Yeah. No, the, yeah. It's a question for you. You don't want to start talking about, okay, got it. Um, how do I feel about my wife becoming an influencer? So I'm, and some of you may be aware of this. I'm not very active on social media. I'm not very much in the influencer sphere, but um, I, I, I try and be supportive of anything she wants. And that's a direction she wants to take with her goals. And that's, she wants to grow a platform and build a community and, and try and help people. And uh, I think that's really admirable. So I try and support that the best I can. Um, and again, it doesn't change our day-to-day lives. Like Mm-mm. we, we still go to the grocery store and have normal fights and feed our dogs and go outside and hang out with our neighbors. And like, oh, there's this dogs. idea that it, that having a, a following changes your life completely. It really doesn't, well, at least not for us at this point. And we don't share our entire lives online. It may feel that way, but at the end of the day, if I put up two minutes worth of stories a day, like eight stories a day, that's two minutes. Yeah. That's a literal two minutes of our day. Yeah. And which so, means there's thousands of minutes you didn't catch. Right. And there is the taking photos and the, all of that, but I do that anyway. And that's always been a factor. Yeah. Like you've always been, you were into photography long before you were doing any kind of following. We were actually talking about this last night. I've been posting daily content since I was 16 years old. I've been posting daily content for the last 10 years. I used to do it on Facebook and I called it my 365 and I posted every single day a photo. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did that in college too. And then I started on Instagram. So I've been posting daily content with no one watching (laughs) for years. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I don't feel like the people watching makes it that different. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and we've always worked out a dynamic around pictures where it's it's not the worst thing in the world. It's quick. Yeah. You don't want to be there a long time. I don't want to be there a long time. So uh, we work together and we get through it. Um, does Matt like being on TikTok or not at all? <laughs> you can't laugh after every question I ask you. I, I'm just really enjoying it. You know? <laughs> the laughs are just, uh, I love being here. <laughs> I wish I was just part of this more. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I'm enjoying this. I actually am. I did not force Matt to be here. I no, just gave I'm, him the I'm most happy to be here and look. I'm happy to talk with everyone. Um, <laughs> do I like being on TikTok? Yes and no. Um, yes, I think we get to do a lot of cool stuff. I think there's a lot of really funny content that gets generated from it. I actually really do enjoy the lives and interacting with people. Um, it lets me answer questions and get outside of my own head and talk and go on and on kind of like this podcast format. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a pressure though, to create content on a regular basis. And if neither one of us is feeling inspired, that can be really grinding. Um, it can be like, Oh, we got to come up with a video and we haven't had, you know, haven't we put anything out in two days and we really should. So that part is harder and that's not a side of it. I enjoy, but I do enjoy interacting with the community. Um, people seem to enjoy me there so and when that's, we have an nice idea touch. you don't mind no absolutely if we have a, an idea or a direction you want to do a dance you want to do anything i'm here for it like yeah. I, i'm ready to go 
I'm not great at participating in the generation part. Yeah, the brainstorming. Which is something I, I would like to work on, but... Yeah. It's not easy. No, and it's not a mindset that I have, and I do have a different job, so I, I tend to put my energy that direction as opposed to content generation. And so um, I do have the bad habit of coming home and being like, okay, my day is done. Oh, now we have more. Yeah. Okay, somebody asked, do you schedule quality time since you're both at work? So, wait, do you schedule? <laughs> I can't. Do you, do you schedule? schedule... <laughs> what? Do you schedule quality time since you're both working so hard and have changing schedules? Probably should. I don't, I don't think we... Are we counting NFL Sundays as scheduled <laughs> <laughs> quality time? Um, I feel like I do. Well, I don't. we don't like schedule it on the calendar, but almost every night we go on a walk, like 30 minutes to an hour walk every night. Yeah, that's um, true. And usually that's without phones. Like we don't get phones out during that time. Try not to. Yeah. And then on uh, Sundays, we usually spend the entire day together unless there's something specific going on. So like today, um, we're watching football and, you know, things like that. You know, so I think there are things that we do, but I don't, we don't like block off Tuesday's date night because our schedule evolves too much all yeah. the time. Um, but I think that's something we could probably work on. Yeah. That's, that's probably something that we should investigate further. It's hard because Matt's schedule is very consistent in a way. Kind um, of. My schedule is not as consistent. So I go through seasons where I'm really, really busy and it's, easier for me to just say you know i'll see matt at the end of fall <laughs> because yep. then hit winter we have like a whole month off together you know and so finding the balance there is kind of hard is this is this where i comment on on the the topic uh-huh <laughs> no um yeah my schedule is is predictable in a typical nine to five way. Um, nine to five, you know where I'm going to be, and then uh, I've got workouts two, three times a week, and uh, some golf and some other stuff that comes after. But it's fairly predictable. But hers is all over the map, and uh, she may have obligations. She may have obligations out of the state. She may be out of out of town for two, three nights. You know, there, it could be anything. Um, and we've had family stuff come up too. So I mean that that pops up, but. We, we probably could be better about scheduling a regular time, but we try and find it on the weekends when we can. Yeah. We're going to work on that. Thanks for that yeah. question. <laughs> um, if you go away for a long time, is Matt able to keep your plants alive? Um, no. I mean, most of them are still alive. I've gotten better, but you they're... Know, you've only killed them one time. <laughs> what? But you haven't been a lo- away a long, long time in a I while. I guess that's true. I, I think you could do it. Yeah, I'm better now. I've, you know, I've been burned once before. Yeah, I left in, like, a couple of years ago, I left for, like, two weeks. And Matt, who plays a lot of video games, shut all of the... He um, just enjoys darkness in general. You do? You do that all the time? Leave the, sh- the shades drawn? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So, like, me, I didn't know that. Um, so, like, I prefer my I don't have to, to take be... any pictures, so I, I'm fine with it being dark all the time. Well, even if I wasn't taking pictures, I prefer it to be light and bright in mm, my space. No. I like the ability to possibly go and nap at any time. Oh, okay. Well, I, I like that, too. But 
um, Matt had drawn all the shades in our house for two weeks while I was gone. And I got home and I, I was like, hey, babe, did you open these shades at all during the day? And he was like, no, why? And I just picked up my plant. And my plant was completely decimated. I killed the whole row of succulents, which uh, if you're familiar with succulents, not that easy to kill. Like, but they, you can't, like underwatering them is not a huge risk, but you can't take away the sun for two weeks. Right. Most plants need, <laughs> need light to live. Um, how do you guys communicate about jealousy? Have you ever been jealous of something? Jealousy. Uh, we have our fair share of issues. Jealousy is not normally one of them. Um, <laughs> I agree. Uh, our relationship's a little weird uh, in terms of what we do and don't struggle with. Um, we're really good with trust and jealousy and knowing that the other person has all the right intentions in the world. Um just not are, necessarily great in execution. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot more issues in terms of uh, action. And I'm speaking for myself here. I don't want to. Um, you can rope me in. I don't care. I, well, I don't want to rope you in. I'm, I'm going to speak for myself in this and that um, we have a lot of trust. I have a lot of trust in you. You have a lot of trust in me that uh, we're here uh, to take a phrase from the bachelor for the right reasons. Um <laughs> And that we're we're not interested in anybody else, and uh, I agree. That's a great thing, but then there's also you know we have uh, communication issues in terms of you know I don't communicate my feelings well or things like that. But yeah. jealousy is not something we've struggled with. Uh, when you've been together for a decade, you're kind of like, hey, um, if you're not you know you don't want to be here, let me know. But otherwise, I'm going to assume that. You're, you're you're here for me right and uh, i don't know i get i don't think either of us are jealous people not that it's wrong to be that i just i don't think we've ever been like that no like and we just a, we 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 have that trust it's and like for hey me, jealousy i immediately think of um wandering eyes like to other men and women that's kind of where my brain processes to mm -hmm. jealousy and like i think if a beautiful woman walks by i'm like wow that woman's beautiful and matt's like yeah she is <laughs> and I don't think about it. And I've noticed that on TikTok is like when we share things like that. I don't know what, I don't have an example, but. Well, there was that one, uh, that, that guy is so hot or whatever on Instagram. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There was, this guy is so fit. We did that challenge oh, that's on right. TikTok where I'm on my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's so fit. Like, <laughs> and Matt did not even like blink an eye. He was like, oh cool. Like, is he hot? He's like, yeah. He's like, are you going to talk to him? Like, <laughs> we just don't have that dynamic. No. Um, no. and so I don't have good advice cause I've, I, I don't do well with that dynamic. Yeah. There's a certain degree of if, if your relationship is there for it, you're going to have to trust that, that person really wants to be with you. And, uh, if they break that, that that's not a person you want to be with. Like, I, I don't know. We've had, a, we've always had kind of a thing with trust. Like, Hey, I trust you to do this. And if you don't follow through on that trust, like we shouldn't be together. Yeah. And you can, you can, we can objectively evaluate the attractiveness of other people and say, wow, that's a really attractive person. Mm -hmm. But there's also like a, yeah, I'm not going to follow through on that. Matt's not going to talk to him. <laughs> nah, no, nah, that's, that's true. Sure. I, I'm, uh, I'm a, Matt I'm a passive more, observer. That was more of a, you can walk up to me at the bar <laughs> guy. <laughs> It worked once in a while. Oh, 
So, uh, do we know our love languages? I know you do. My love language, quality time, and words of affirmation are my top ones. Matt's top ones are quality time. And gifts, gifts. maybe? Yep. It is. Probably. And gifts is my absolute bottom one. And I would say (laughs) words of affirmation might be Matt's bottom. Yeah, I don't think that's hard. I think words of affirmation make me uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) The other night, I really wanted words of affirmation. So I spent like 15 minutes giving Matt every word of affirmation I could give him. And then he never said anything nice back. (laughs) And it probably made me uncomfortable and want to leave. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. But although I've been trying to get him gifts lately because I know that he likes them. And I'm horrible at it. You're not horrible. Okay, gifts are my love language, but I'm also the worst person to buy gifts for because I'm so specific. And then if somebody wants to buy something for me, I'll be like, oh, that was a great option, but I think there's a better option out there that if I would have spent the money you spent, I would have bought this. And he has no problem telling you that. No, I don't tell you that, but I also I got him AirPods. (sighs) I got him AirPods a month ago. and I I shouldn't have even said anything. This is going to just, it's going to backfire. I was so excited and I like came in. I was like, I got you something today. Like, I'm so excited to give it to you. Here you go. And he goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted the newer ones. So we oh, returned him and gosh. got him the newer ones. I'm just the worst. No, you aren't. I'm, I'm a tough person to buy gifts for, unfortunately. But it's also his love language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to love me. Um... What's one thing you didn't find out about Joe until you married her? One thing I didn't find out about Joe until I married her? Yeah. Oh, or this was asked again. What's something you learned and found surprising about each other after you got married? Can I use after we lived together? Sure. Because yeah, I don't fine. feel like that much changed when we got married. I agree. I was thinking you were going to use the example of after we got engaged. <laughs> after we got engaged. Oh, I mean, that was a huge revelation. Immediately after we got engaged, we were staying at a a hotel in Utah, and across the parking lot was a Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, she's like, can we go get Buffalo Wild Wings tonight? I love wings. And again, this is a girl I've dated for, at that time, seven years. Yeah, a while. Or, I mean, you know. Eight years? I've known for at least seven, eight years. And uh, I had no idea she liked Buffalo Wings at all. None whatsoever. And I was like, wait. I like wings. You like wings? We've never eaten wings together. But, um, no, uh, living together. Um, I, I had no idea what your schedule really looked like, probably. Either. How busy you really were until yeah. uh, we lived together. I think uh, working for herself, she had this, especially when I lived in St. Louis and we were engaged and everything. She would work until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um just working on weddings and and all kinds of other stuff and uh i got i got here and then i was like hey i'm I'm going to work here in uh three and a half hours so i gotta go to bed well and don't you think that my job for the most part people perceive it very differently than it is even those people that love me and know that i work hard well absolutely because uh, part of and you're going to see this with any influencer out there or any content creator there is a a part of the job that is making your 
job look easy. Like you, you're not supposed to make it look like your job is an absolute pain in the ass. <laughs> like people don't want to follow someone that just, I mean, and not that they don't want to follow someone who's grinding and like making progress, but they don't want to find, follow someone, a lifestyle blogger who is just absolutely working their ass off 14 hours a day to make content. Like they want it to be their lifestyle. Right. And I'm not saying that's the way it is for you that like you're well, doing this constantly, but there is absolutely a grind aspect to content creation well, and people and don't on, recognize that. On top of that, doing wedding photography and juggling it all. It's just a lot. And, and yeah. so I think anybody like I had that same thing with roommates in college. Like whenever we started living together, they're like, you work a lot. <laughs> and that's so. uh, some of that also is just who you are. I agree. You are someone who loves to work. You're that's some people have hobbies. Your hobby will be work. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if one day you retire, you'll find a way to work. Like that's just the reality of it. Somebody asked what our favorite thing to do is together favorite thing to do together yeah i mean right now fantasy football is way up there mm-hmm. i like to play frisbee frisbee's good uh, if, if the movie theaters were a little more open oh, yeah. uh, movies are always a go-to for us we love going to the movies always love that honestly we should look into it again at some point we should honestly like do a movie night at home like where we come home we put phones everything away and we have popcorn and a tub and candy and like yeah do a movie at the house i don't i don't hate that idea yeah we should mainly because i don't have to wear my mask here yeah big moves yeah big moves but yeah movies uh fantasy football right now because sunday is always usually a day that she has off from weddings um and uh yeah everybody wants to know what you do for a living this is uh, our top asked question on um, TikTok. TikTok. We go live. I will get this question eight times around. I think they just assume that I support Joe. Uh, if anything, it could be the other way around. Um, I am a chemical engineer, so my my Bachelor of Science degree is chemical engineering from the University of Arkansas. Uh, I went into consulting engineering right out of school for almost four years, and then now I make wet wipes down in... Northwest Arkansas. Ah, uh, yes. Northwest Arkansas. We love it. Gotta yes, love it. Yes, ma'am. How do we make up after a big fight? Uh, I think we just let time go by. <laughs> I feel like we get over stuff pretty quick. Yeah. We yeah. hit like a rupture point where... Stuff blows up. Yeah. It gets really hairy. And then about 60 seconds later, we're like, all right, we did that. <laughs> and then we just start on our next thing. We cry. We melt down. We get really angry. Yeah. And then... Uh, later we kind of hug it out and it's over yeah we're not um we're not really grudge holders no i i hold my grudge for six months and then it explodes right but (laughs) i'm talking about like if we fight about something yeah that's that's the end point that's the resolution yeah the fight is where it gets fixed right or like at least addressed we don't hold grudges about fights we've had Mm mm-hmm Matt, Matt isn't necessarily holding grudges when he doesn't talk about something for six months. You just are the kind of communicator. So Matt's in... Oh, somebody asked our Enneagrams. So now it's probably a good time for that. Yeah, let's cover it. You're a... Nine wing one. And I am a three wing four. And Matt's personality type, I think this is a nine thing. Like he really wants to keep the peace. So if something's bothering him, even if it's small, he'll not let me know. Like he'll let it go for six months or passive aggressively say something every once in a while 
but I don't catch on to passive aggressive. Um, it's a fun trait of mine. I just think you're being nice to me. <laughs> yeah, she just powers right through it. I have no idea. So if you have ever tried to really land a point with me by being passive aggressive, if you know me in real life, and you thought that I was ignoring you, um, well, I guess I was, but I didn't know I was ignoring you. Um, and so then eventually he will get so angry, be like, well, the dishes in the sink, you've been leaving there, them there for six months, um, not the individual dishes for yeah. six months, yeah, yeah. but you've been doing this, you've been putting the forks in the dishwasher wrong for six months and you have not changed the way you're doing it. <laughs> and I'll be like, did you tell, did you say something to me and I forgot? And Matt's like, well, no. But I made this really vague comment three times over the last six months. <laughs> you didn't you didn't hear me talking about this? Yeah. So, Matt, um, you're going to have to get off your phone and stop checking your fantasy stats. Oh, I disagree. Please stop. How does DeAndre Hopkins have 13 points already? That's pretty wild. You have got to <laughs> stop. You're almost done. You can go back to watching no, football No, no, no. We, we got another hour and a half of this. <laughs> <laughs> um... Is there more pressure on your relationship because you're so active on social media? Not really. I think they're separate. I, I don't. I don't think it adds a ton of additional pressure to our relationship. Um, our again, trust issues, that kind of thing, aren't really our our thing. So. I don't think social media feeds a lot of our, our issues. The only thing would be quality time and that it keeps us really, really busy. Yeah. Um, and kind of prevents some of that quality time. But our issues stem from communication. So I don't think TikTok is our TikToker. Well, I was going to say the our... other social media thing that has changed our relationship, and I don't think this is necessarily negative, but it may impact you, is when we're in public, if him and I are like not getting along or I am... Like, I shut it down quick because having followers on, like, we have quite a few followers on Instagram, on TikTok, and a lot of them are from where we live. And so a lot of times there will be people that we don't know that know us. And I don't, you know what I mean? No. I mean, I I know what you mean. I don't Um, do that. I just think I do that. I think you think you do that more than you do. Okay. Also, I, I, I guess that doesn't bother me as much. Well, I wasn't looking for something that bothered you. I was just looking at, because they asked, how does it affect it? Mm. And I was thinking, like, I... You don't let me argue with you in the grocery store? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Gotcha. Matt gets really frustrated when I wander off in the grocery store. <laughs> and I wander off in the grocery store... Constantly. Every time we're in the grocery store. It's why we don't grocery shop together, probably. Um, and so, but then I get embarrassed when he's in, not that you're mean to me, but you'll be like, Joe. Well, I, I call you a stupid little idiot. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you do not. No, I don't. And honestly, I would take that as a compliment. Anything calling me little, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I've made it. Um, no, but anyway. Um, if you both had to live internationally, where would you want to live and why? Internationally. Yep. Internationally. That's a tough question. I don't I don't know. Do you have an answer? Australia. Australia. Okay. I've never been there, but that's where I want to live. 
that's why I haven't said somewhere like that. Where where would you want to live? Um, I would want to live in. Um, should I just take your answer and say Australia? No, you can say whatever you want. Well, I'm not sure though. Canada. Uh, Canada could be cool. I think Canada Canada could be Liddy. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I could live almost anywhere. I don't I, I don't have a burning desire to live somewhere Matt else. Matt wants to live in like a really bougie um flat, like, you know, penthouse flat. I I want if I was left to my own devices, I would live somewhere that looks like a modern art gallery, but someone lives inside of it. Yeah, there would just be one one chair in the center of the room and a <laughs> It'd be TV. made out of concrete. Yeah. That's it, it. I mean it wouldn't be very livable, but it would be what I wanted. The aesthetic would be supreme it'd be super yeah streamlined they want matt's advice for single girls wanting a relationship single girls (laughs) (laughs) you've got this babe you you could not come to a worse place for advice for this but um i don't i completely disagree you completely disagree yeah you have great advice i think i have good advice i don't okay maybe i have good advice and just terrible execution but um okay Advice for single single girls wanting to be in a relationship. Yes. Um, make sure that you are someone who's worth having a relationship with. And that sounds harsh the way I've phrased it. But the, the biggest thing to build a long-term relationship off of is making sure that you are at least self-sustaining and that you can... You have enough qualities in and of yourself that you're not codependent on whoever you're with. Because I think that a lot of times can cause issues in relationships when you need the other person for something. It's awesome if you have another person there to help you. But anytime you depend on the other person to do something for you, that becomes a burden on that other party. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just one of those things we learned when we broke up is we had to become completely self-sufficient. You know, we'd both gotten out of school and we'd both become these independent autonomous adults and you have to pay your bills. You have to pay your taxes. You have to go to work. You have to do all this stuff. You have to manage and balance your whole life. And that's a, for one, getting into a relationship before that part in your life can be really complicated because once you hit that phase, everything changes. Your whole life has been on rails until you Mm -hmm. get to, Whatever it is, if if you don't go to college right out of school, maybe it's 19 years old or 18 years old, or if you do, it's that 22, 21, 23 years old, like your whole life will change when you start becoming an autonomous adult. And so you're going to have to become enough for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that you hit the nail on the head because I think you need to be enough for yourself is the phrase of the day, because if you don't love you, Somebody else loving you is not going to make you love yourself. And I think so many people go into relationships uh, thinking that having a significant other is going to all of a sudden make themselves feel whole. And that being married or in a relationship is not going to make you feel whole. You make you feel whole and you deserve to love you. And I don't really think that you can expect somebody else to love you at the capacity that you want to be loved if you don't already love yourself at that capacity and they're not going to know the gaps that you have they're going to see the the awesome parts of you right and they're 
they're not going to be prepared for the parts that aren't as great. You know, you're going to have you're going to have struggles and different issues, and it's going to catch that person off guard if you're not ready to handle it. Right, and we all that's the thing. It's like you don't need to be perfect to be in a relationship. That's no, not, not what we're all. saying. You don't you don't need to have it all figured out, but you need to be okay with. I am imperfect and I love myself anyway. I don't have it all figured out and I love myself anyway. And once you can have that confidence and that like solidify those feelings about yourself, I think you're more emotionally and mentally available to do life with another person. 100%. And the only thing I'd caution against kind of the phrasing that you just went with is that just because you have issues doesn't mean you can't get better too. Right. So what you don't want to be is like, hey, I suck at this. And then just be like, I suck at this. I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to try. Right. This is me. Like, this is my personality. Absolutely should still be pushing to be better, but recognize yes. your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And, we're all uh, constantly evolving. And know how that's going to affect a relationship. And if you can do that and be very comfortable with yourself, the more comfortable you are with yourself, I think the more attractive you'll be to another person because that will be confidence. Like right. that's That's absolutely confidence. And confidence is attractive regardless I think across the board for all people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I I would say 99% of people's type is confident. Yeah. They just, they just yeah. don't know it. They think there are like very few people that blondes, are looking for boys, non-confident girls, They people. like confident, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so the most common asked question, and this is what I'm going to have as our last one to wrap things up. And that was, how did we go about figuring out how to manage our money as a couple? Um, saving, allowances, joint or separate accounts, etc. How do we go about managing our money together? So, um, there, I'm going to start, can I, I'm going to preface this by saying there's a million ways to do this. Mm -hmm. There is no right way to do this. No. And it depends on, are you the one working and another staying at home with kids or vice versa, or you're both working or like, or your long-term goals or what? Right. What you're trying to accomplish, are you paying off debt? Are you trying to save for retirement? Are right. you, do, you know, what are you doing? So understand there's not one, no. one size fits all for this. But for Matt and I personally, we, when we moved in together, kept everything separate. Yes. And then when we got married, we got a joint account and still kept our separate accounts as well. And then we put a, um, what would I, a stagnant amount? I don't know what I would call, like each yeah, month. Yeah, we basically scheduled a... A normal amount of money, um, like a percentage of our checks. Well, for you, it's not a percentage. It's right. you paid X amount as an automatic withdrawal. Yeah. Into our joint account. Yeah. And we pay all of our expenses together. Our, our bills, our uh, mortgage, our, our different stuff like that. Yeah. And then together. we have our separate retirement savings going on on our own. And mm-hmm. we track those together. We talk about them probably yeah. like twice a year. We'll sit down and go through everything and look at how what progress we're making, what we're doing. Um, and then, but but we don't have allowances. Like whatever Matt has left over in his personal account, he has to spend yeah. as long as he's meeting the savings goals that we've set together. And same for me. And we're, we're fortunate that we don't, we're not trying to, to pinch pennies. We're, you know, we do fine for ourselves. So um, we have enough that when we make our automatic withdrawals from our accounts uh, when our checks go out and when when you get paid and whatnot. We have something left over that, that if we want to get something for ourselves, we yeah, can. Yeah, but I, I think it is good 
if you can cover the bills and everything together to have a little bit for yourself, just so you're not obligated to that other person. Um, now that's not to say that if you make a bunch more and then you have all this money left over that like your significant other shouldn't have input to that. But well, and that's the hard part is like for us that works for our relationship because yeah. we both work full time. And, and that, we're fairly balanced earners. Like, we both right. make a good living. Right. You know, there's not anybody making right. substantially more or less. Right. Both of us could support our lifestyle. Right. And uh, so it just depends on the person. But that's what we've found to be successful. Yeah. I still call you whenever I make a big purchase, though. Yeah, for sure. And vice versa. You're not a big purchase. I was going to say, I don't know the last time I made a big purchase, but... Matt used to be a huge shopper, and then when we moved in together... You backed off. Yeah. Yeah. Our our finances were combined. And uh, I just made the I, conscious effort to be like, hey. I introduced him to savings <laughs> goals. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it was that. I was just like, yeah, I, I don't need to do all this stuff and it doesn't change anything. So I was just, I you know, I was a 23-year-old engineer who lived by himself. Uh, if you know any of those, they're out there buying themselves toys. That's, it's all of them. <laughs> They're, yeah. bu- they're buying speakers. They're buying TVs. Uh, if they're lucky, they're saving for their retirement, which, I, I mean, I did some of. But, um, you know, you got a lot of disposable income when you live by yourself and you go into a, a STEM career like that right off the bat. So yeah. you end up just buying dumb stuff. <laughs> That's okay. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there. We've been talking for quite a bit. Uh, Matt, is there anything else that you want to tell everybody? No, I am uh, had a lot of fun being here. Um, if we can answer any questions, any advice, yeah. um, I have no idea if we're qualified or not to, to do it, but happy to fire it out there. <laughs> Just like I'm advising single girls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never been a single girl. Not sure I have much to offer, but, uh, happy to answer it and wing it. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Joe Johnson Overby, and I'm also on TikTok and you can find Matt at... Uh, Matt dot over me at Instagram. Yeah, but he doesn't post, but he is about to hit a thousand followers. Yeah, I'm, uh, my, my follower count has really been taken off. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but, uh, I probably need to post more if I have people actually following me <laughs> and, um, uh, at Mr. Joe Johnson on TikTok, I don't post anything there. So absolutely <laughs> no reason to follow it, but people do. And then the podcast, you can find us at middle ground podcast on Instagram. Caroline will be back next week. And we're glad that we got to do this. And thanks for taking the time to sit in my closet with me, Matt. Um, Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.